All right, so here's the deal. I'm, I'm really, really upset about what's going on in Mueller's investigation because now we've got a situation where Andrew Weissman, Mueller's number two, is, well, he's playing a lot of games. He's playing a lot, a lot of games. And uh, this guy, if you know anything about Andrew Weissman and you know anything about Robert Mueller, the special counsel, hey, A. Dixon from the UK, Pavo, we have liftoff. Both of these guys have a long history of playing fast and loose with evidence and doing things that would otherwise seem well, a little bit dubious in an investigation, a little bit dubious. And I'm going to try to fix this uh, buffering issue for you guys. It's not the connection on my end. It's uh, something over at YouTube. It's telling me it's not my stream is buffering at a really uh, is uh, streaming at a very fast rate. YouTube uh, on their end, they're uh, they're not receiving it for whatever reason. And I'm going to try to fix that for you guys, but I don't know why it's happening on their end. I have no idea. There's very little we can do about that. So I'm going to see what we can do to make this a little bit better. I'm playing with some settings over here, seeing if we can find that sweet spot for the stream. Uh, hopefully that's a little bit better. But uh, So you've got Andrew Weissman, Mueller's number two, who's playing games. <laughs> Hold up signs to get the message out. But... Uh, yeah, see, guys, sorry, it's still buffering on you. That's not on our end. I've got all green lights over here, and I'm buffering at the right speed. This is definitely, definitely on YouTube's end, and I, and I don't know why, because they're telling me that we've got a strong stream. I've got a strong stream pushing out on my end, and for whatever reason, uh, it is what it is. No, it's not, a, it's not about a resolution issue. Somebody said decrease resolution. Got nothing at all to do with it. I've got green lights all around. There's something on the uh, receiving end that's not uh, working properly. Because on this end, we're streaming and our connection's super fast. All right. So do I have a license to stream? It's the United States of America. We don't need one. And the, uh, so anyway, you've got this guy, uh, Andrew Weissman. He's Mueller's number two. He was a Department of Justice employee. He was a senior guy at the DOJ. Well, now details are emerging that a month before, a month before the special counsel was even appointed, he met with reporters from the Associated Press on Paul Manafort, and they gave him information. That's chilling. That's absolutely chilling when Associated Press reporters so hell-bent on taking down Donald Trump. Rico Coin reporters watching from Paris. Thank you, Rico. It, it, it's very, very disturbing. When the Department of Justice is meeting with reporters and they're exchanging information on Donald Trump, because I don't read well on Paul Manafort, Trump's former campaign manager. Now, I don't recall them ever meeting with each other on Hillary Clinton. I don't recall that ever happening. I don't recall the Department of Justice. I don't recall the FBI. I don't recall any uh, 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 media outlet all getting together at a table to discuss Hillary Clinton. Jacob Soska says, hello from the Czech Republic. Hey, Jacob, how are you? How are you? But, um, and uh, Rico Coin subscribed to The Rebel. Thank you very much. Sidekicks dialing in. Wow, viewing from New Zealand. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And again, sorry guys about that momentary tech glitch. The, it was very weird. The settings this morning were fine. And when I restarted the software, it had changed all the settings with the update. Very, very odd. So, should have tested. It, uh, they're saying buffers also happen. YouTube is, YouTube is trying to control us humans. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, they're not going to control me. Gakes Wenzel, South Africa. Wow, we've got New Zealand. We've got South Africa. We've got the UK. We've got Canada, the US, Australia, uh, and uh, France. I love the international audience. Anyway, so you got this guy, Andrew Weissman. Now, Andrew Weissman, his claim to fame, to me anyway, because I, I dig deep into this stuff. Andrew Weissman was the DOJ official who ran a, an allegedly very corrupt FBI agent named Lindley DeVecchio, who was also Lindley DeVecchio's confidential informant was a notorious mobster, La Cosa Nostra guy named Greg Scarpa. Scarpa died uh, of cancer, but uh, there was a lot of speculation that DeVecchio and Scarpa well, we're more than just FBI agent and confidential informant. A lot of speculation that the Vecchio was mobbed up, that he was a dirty FBI agent. 
I had many old school NYPD cops tell me that. I did a story uh, on my radio show about it. I did a couple of segments and DeVecchio, who lives down here in Florida, the FBI agent, reached out to me. He reached out to me. And uh, I had a conversation with him. He wanted to have dinner over in Tampa. He's an older guy now. And he swore up and down that he was clean and everybody, everybody misread the guy, <clears throat> this, that, and the other thing. Anyway, I reached out to some old school NYPD detective. They said I'd stay away from that guy. Dirty, he's been telling the same story for years. At the end of the day, the guy was never charged or convicted of anything. Was he guilty? I don't know. But I trusted the people I knew over the guy that I didn't, so I didn't go and have dinner with him. Greg Scarpa and many other, uh, who's now dead, and many other wise guys, the Cosa Nostra guys, well, they all implied and, and insisted that DeVecchio was a bad guy, much like John Connolly, the FBI agent who was uh, running Whitey Bulger as a CI, Whitey Bulger, the notorious Boston gangster. Now, what do these cases have to do with Donald Trump? Well, Robert Mueller was the DOJ guy who was sitting on top of Whitey Bulger and John Connolly. Connolly is still in prison. Bulger's in prison after how many years on the lamb, 17 years on the lamb. And Andrew Weissman is number two, was the DOJ guy sitting on top of and running Greg Scarpa and the FBI agent Linda Vecchia. Very coincidental, isn't it? That Mueller and Weissman both were in charge of operations. One we know is dirty because both players are in jail. The other half dirty, Greg Scarpa, with a lot of allegations against the FBI agent. And they were both admonished by judges at the time. Both admonished by judges. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it begs a lot of questions. So now we've got Andrew Weissman, Mueller's number two, his pit bull. He's meeting with, with AP reporters, AP reporters, and they're sharing information about Manafort. Apparently, apparently, the Associated Press told the FBI about Manafort's storage locker and gave them the code. Now, look. The media meets with government all the time. People share sources. But I've never heard of media compromising sources to share private information gleaned from sources with the DOJ and FBI, especially when that media outlet leans left and has no love for Donald Trump. Now, this is very interesting. So Manafort's legal team is now saying that they feel Weissman leaked information about the, excuse me, the investigation, the grand jury. They said, quote, here's what Manafort's lawyers wrote this past Friday in a filing with U.S. District Court Judge T.S. Ellis. Now, Judge Ellis is also the judge who called the hearing for General Flynn tomorrow. General Flynn is to be in court tomorrow uh, with Mueller's team. They wrote, quote, this is, these, this is from Manafort's lawyers. Quote, the meeting raises serious concerns about whether a violation of grand jury secrecy occurred. Now, based on the FBI's own notes of the meeting, it is beyond question that a hearing is warranted. It's from a Politico story. Now, it says one of the FBI memos indicates that the Associated Press did get information from the FBI at the meeting and that reporters got a vague assurance from FBI that, quote, they appeared to have a good understanding of Manafort's business dealings. Now, the same memo that's very questionable about this meeting between the FBI and the Associated Press on Manafort, well, that memo says that the meeting was arranged by none other than Andrew Weissman. This is really bad stuff. This is really bad stuff. Now, I've never uh, been comfortable. If you watched my, my uh, previous show here on the Rebel Off the Cuff Declassified, if you've been watching the live shows, Vivian Curtis, Ellis is SES. Vivian, I need to explain to people what SES is. There are all these conspiracy theories uh, out there that SES is some secret service within the government, some deep state. It's not. It just is a different pay scale. The senior executive service. The U.S. government pay scale goes up to GS-15, and then it steps. All SES means is that your executive level so you can make up to about $130,000, $80,000 a year. That's all it is. Because to be in the GS system, you've got to be a longtime government employee to rise through the ranks. SES is when you're an appointee. You're coming into the federal government. They're giving you a paycheck. 
and they have to put you somewhere in the scale. Well, you, you don't have the ability to earn because you haven't been in the GS system long enough. So the government understood that if they're going to appoint judges and cabinet secretaries and uh, heads of agencies, administrators, SES is just the pay scale. It's also management. Does it have somebody asked SES has higher authority? Yes, because they're managers. So I have friends, for example, at the DEA. They maxed out their GS-15 pay scale. The government wants to give them more responsibility, have them oversee multiple countries for operations. They then go to a training seminar, typically at, a, at, at the, F, at the uh, DEA Academy. One of the uh, seminars they do is at Notre Dame University. And all it is is a pay bump into SES. That's all it is. Don't believe these conspiracy theories that SES is this secret society within the government. The people pushing that stuff don't know what they're talking about. Everybody in the White House working for the president, the deputy assistants are SES. Sebastian Gorka was SES. General Kelly is SES. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is SES. It's just a pay scale above the normal pay scale. Just means your management in the government. That's all it means. That's all it means. SES cannot know. Can SES doctor investigations? No, again, all it is is a pay scale. That's all it is. Don't believe the conspiracy theories. If Alex Jones is pushing it, disregard it. Disregard it. All you got to do is go online and see that SES simply means the senior executive service. It's just a pay scale in the U.S. government. That's all it is. There is no such thing as you, Anon, none of that. None of that. It, it, well, you guys can believe what you want, but I'm trying to tell you, SES is not a secret service, secret society within the U.S. government. It's just pay and benefits. That's all it is. So that people who leave the private sector and get appointed by a new president, somebody who was the police commissioner of a big city who might get tapped to run a federal law enforcement agency, they need to be paid commensurate. All SES is a way for them to make a good salary. Why would the U.S. government do away with SES? It's simply pay. That's all it is. You guys are believing too many loony conspiracy theories. Trust me when I tell you, no, it is not the Illuminati. And Merkmad says special extra salary. Yeah, basically, basically. Can SES shut down others? Well, they're, they're management, but so can GS-15s in the regular pay scale. A GS-14 would be equivalent to a police sergeant or lieutenant. A GS-15 to a captain or a commander. SES is just equivalent to like a chief in a police department. No, no. Uh, and, and if you listen, if you guys want to believe Alex Jones... By all means, believe Alex Jones. This is also the same guy who thinks 9-11 didn't happen, that Sandy Hook was a conspiracy theory, and that there are secret Russian air bases in upstate New York, which is an old airplane graveyard that my friends and I drove by a thousand times. It's not a secret Russian air base. But by all means, if you want to believe that, believe it. And Trinoculus says conspiracies are fun. Yeah, they are. They are. But that's about all they're good for. Anyway, back to Weissman and Mueller, because sometimes the truth is even more fun than a loony conspiracy theory, than a, than a kooky loony conspiracy theory. So you've got Weissman, you've got Mueller. Now, ask yourself this. If their investigation isn't biased, in that 560, I think it was some odd page, Inspector General's report, why didn't they find any instances of FBI agents or assistant U.S. attorneys sending 50,000 text messages to one another in favor of Trump. Why didn't they find FBI agents, FBI lawyers, assistant U.S. attorneys, DOJ lawyers sending 50 text messages in favor of Trump? Why? Rico Coin Report says, don't take it all in. Do your own research. Exactly. And if you do your own research on what things like SES uh, are, is, you're going to be really disappointed that it's not a secret society within the U.S. government. It's simply a pay scale. All it is. But it sounds really, really cool. 
It sounds really cool to make it something more than it is. And remember, a lot of, a lot of comments today, Fast and Furious. You guys can super chat. You can donate a couple of bucks right there on the bottom. Your question will pop up. I'll say amazing things about you and we'll discuss your topic. You, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, Psychic says it's buffering again. I know it is. It's really annoying. I'm looking at both streams. I'm being told that it's good on YouTube's end. I'm being told that it's great on my end. I'm running speed tests. Something is happening in the middle to, uh, make this buffering happen. It, I'm getting all green lights on both sides, both in the YouTube control panel and here on my end. And so, uh, sorry, guys. We're going to have to diagnose that. Now, White Knight Prod says, just because SES isn't what people think doesn't mean there isn't a deep state. Oh, there is a deep state. Look, I always say there is a deep state. I've never denied there is a deep state. But again, deep state isn't this dark room with dimly lit lights and these high back chairs with cigar smoke rising from it. It's just institutional bureaucrats who don't want to change the way things have always been done. That's all it is. So is there a deep state that hated Donald Trump? Sure. Why? Because he's doing things differently. He's telling them their lobbyists and their donors don't matter as much as they used to. He's taking their money and their power away. That's what terrifies deep state. That's what terrifies deep state. That's what it is. It's, it's not, there's not a sub-government of seven or eight powerful people. No. It's, have you ever gone to the DMV? Have you ever gone down to a social security office? That's deep state. Just a bunch of government employees who don't want to do a damn thing. And Donald Trump is actually making people work. He's throwing everything on its head. Hillary would have come in and let everything be business as usual. The government would have slumbered along. And everybody would have been happy and secure in their jobs. The lobbyists would have made a fortune. They would have donated a fortune. Trump came in, he looked at the books, and he said, none of this makes any sense. And he looked at it like a business guy. And he started trimming fat. That terrified them. That terrified them. How many security levels are there above the president? Well, there aren't. That's not what deep state is. Again, you're believing these conspiracy theories. There aren't these sub-governments and secret governments. You don't need a secret society within government. All you need are a few employees at FBI and DOJ who do their jobs unethically. That's all you need. That's all you need. And, and it's, and uh, Trinoculus P says, president is revealing the little secrets they've been keeping as well. Well, he is. And that little secret is government is terribly, terribly bloated and inefficient. That's what he's doing, right? It's terribly bloated, and inefficient. Uh, I'm a legend. People create content, do research. <laughs> Thank you very much. Look, I, I've always wanted to bring you truthful analysis, right? Truthful analysis. Uh, and Paul, I understand what you're saying. There's nothing running on. Paul is saying that it's probably something local to the computer. On my end, I use a dedicated machine to stream the show. There's nothing else running. Nothing else running. I'm looking at the stream on my end and the stream, the, the receiving uh, stream on YouTube's end. Both are reading all green lights telling me we have a good, strong stream. So there's something, now YouTube is, is saying they're not, but now it's telling us it's, uh, so something on their end, nothing we can really do about that. Because I've got all green lights and I'm seeing how fast I'm streaming to them. I'm streaming to them at digital quality rate. They're just having a problem on the receiving end. On the receiving end. Let's see. A problem with bureaucrats determining their own salary, a thing called greed. That's not how SES works here. They don't determine their own salary. It's set by Congress. The salaries are fixed. Uh, somebody doesn't come in at SES level and say, I want to make $3 million a year. SES employees only make about, with the exception of the President of the United States, 20000 or so dollars a year more than the GS-15, the highest pay level in the government pay scale. They don't make, they're not making millions of dollars off the taxpayer. They make just a little bit more than what members of Congress, members of Congress make about $174,000 a year. The top pay for SES is around $180,000, maybe $182,000, $183,000. I haven't checked it in a while. So uh, it's just, it's just like I said, it's just a, a pay scale, a salary scale. But 
Again, I want to bring you analysis based on fact and truth. What I'll never do is give you some half-baked conspiracy theory because it sounds really cool. Because it sounds really cool. It's uh, it, it, great, and you guys can run on these crazy conspiracy theories and believe there's a shadowy government figure named QAnon who's probably somebody eating Doritos on his mom's couch who just has nothing to do all day but read the news, and while you're at work, they read obscure news items and say this is going to happen. Well, yeah, because it's already been reported on in a press release from the NSA that just hasn't made it to the mainstream media yet. And everybody says, oh my God, Q was insightful. Don't believe any of this nonsense. Don't believe any of this nonsense. Go for the people who are the analysts who are digging in. Now look, again, back to the Mueller investigation. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Mueller investigation is ethical. I believe the Mueller investigation is designed for one purpose, to bring down Donald Trump's presidency by any means necessary. Trump should never, never sit down for an interview with Mueller. He absolutely should not. The last thing Donald Trump should do. Absolutely not. Paula Couture says Q might even enjoy chocolates or ice cream on the couch. Uh, yes, I think he likes his ice cream, his chocolate. He screams for Ma to bring him down another Gatorade. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not insulting anybody. I don't, uh, uh, Pete Gray says I don't have to crap on Q to be relevant. There is no such thing as Q. It's some guy posting on Reddit. It is not some internal governmental shadowy figure. We use real sources in this world, real sources who work inside these agencies. There is no 278,000D chess happening, okay? Jeff Sessions and Robert Mueller and Trump are not meeting in the middle of the night with QAnon. It's, this isn't happening. Sessions was the wrong guy for the job. The wrong guy for the job. They made a mistake, and now they're boxed into a corner. Yeah, 4chan, 8chan board of people who sitting at the... <laughs> Rico Coin Report, QAnon is a 4chan, 8chan board of people without jobs sitting at their computers all day, eat chips and suck on their vape pens. Exactly, exactly. And they find these press, and the funny thing is, I looked at the QAnon thing, and they would tell you, this is going to happen today. And meanwhile, all they did was research all the government agencies and find press releases that had been put out at like 7 a.m. They reported on it a couple hours later, and then the mainstream media did three hours later, and everybody said, oh my God, Q had inside info. No, they didn't. They said nothing to do all day. And so they went to the government websites and got the press releases that were put out overnight or first thing in the morning. Sites you'd never go to because you have a life and you've got other things to do. But see, now MD just said something really interesting and I was going to go there. MD says that that they absolutely love Giuliani saying Mueller must provide paragraph one, actual basis for investigation before any possible interview. I thought that was brilliant on the part of Rudy Giuliani. And if you don't know what MD's talking about, what MD's talking about is that Giuliani said, before Trump will sit for any interview with Robert Mueller and even answer questions in writing, Giuliani wants to see that there's a factual basis for this investigation, that there's an allegation of a crime against Donald Trump or someone else. Because all they've gotten to date is Russians for interfering. Well, nobody ever denied Russians interfered in our elections. We interfere in theirs. They interfere in ours. That's how global intelligence agencies work, right? So that's nonsense. You got General Flynn and Papadopoulos on false statements. Nonsense. It's dubious whether or not that ever happened. And he got Manafort on financial crime <clears throat> crimes from 2006. So Giuliani's saying, well, everything I've seen so far has nothing to do with the scope of your investigation. Nothing. Show us. Show us why you're doing what you're doing. Now, Jeremiah Mail says, question, why are they trying to bring down Trump? Here's why. And Jake's Wenzel says they're trying to corner Trump, but they go hand in hand. And let me explain. They're trying to bring down Trump. The reason that the deep state, <clears throat> the establishment, they're all the same thing. They wanted a Jeb Bush or a John Kasich or a Marco Rubio or a Hillary Clinton is because of the billions upon billions of lobbying, consulting, and political donation dollars at stake. Everybody would have made an insane amount of money, whether Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, John Kasich, Hillary Clinton, or Hillary Clinton were in the White House. 
Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders do have that in common. Bernie Sanders is a crazy old communist, but Bernie Sanders would have also thrown the whole thing on its head. He would have been a disruptor. Now, he would have been a disaster for America. God help us. If it was Bernie Sanders appointing Supreme Court justices, we'd go off a cliff. So I'm not advocating Bernie Sanders, but the one good thing he would have done is he would have disrupted the, the consultant cabal. Trump is doing that as well. That's why they want to get rid of Trump. He's going to expose, and he is exposing every day. A few weeks back, Director of the Office of Management and Budget, Mick Mulvaney, did a great presentation about the inefficiency of government. One of the things Trump administration wants to do is they want to merge the Departments of Labor and Education. Because they're saying, look, the Department of Education really does what the Department of Labor does. Education is, by and large, a state and local function. The Department of Education just tries to get people ready for the workforce. Well, so does the Department of Labor. Why do we have two agencies with two massive budgets? We don't need it. Let's merge them. Smart. Mick Mulvaney also didn't understand why food stamps and benefits, EBT, is managed under housing and urban development when health and human services has the infrastructure to manage it. HUD doesn't. You know why? A lot of people are making a lot of money trying to solve that problem. They said, well, why pay people to solve the problem? Let's just take the problem and put it into the solution that already exists. And that's why. That's why they're so terrified of Donald Trump. And I apologize. I see this is buffering, guys. Um, Again, that's why they're so terrified of Donald Trump. He's throwing this entire thing on its head. He's throwing the entire thing on its head. Now, being a billionaire already, Trinoculus says Trump can't be manipulated, and that makes him independent and frightening. Well, it does. But it's not about being a billionaire. It's just about understanding the racket, knowing how corrupt the system in and of itself is. That's the biggest problem. That's the biggest problem for them. That's why they're terrified. And that's why, you know, I think Donald Trump is going to have to um, be very, uh, very strategic in how he handles the Mueller investigation. Because Mueller was, you know, I believe Mueller was that insurance policy they talked about. You remember some of the stroking page texts. And I'm trying to play with the stream here a little bit, see if we can make it more... uh, we can cheat the buffering problem. Mueller, I believe, is the insurance policy. You know, what Mueller wants to do is, is uh, typical of what prosecutors do. He's got a mission. His mission is to bring Trump's presidency down. Inviting Trump in for a sit-down is uh, a perjury trap, really. That way Mueller can say, well, we don't believe Donald Trump was truthful, and he can drop a report right before the midterm. Right before the midterm. Harry Hardy says, you watch me normally, but obviously I haven't done my job properly checking on Q and you should stop watching as I'm not a good enough journalist. Oh no, I've checked out Q quite a bit. I also speak to people who actually work in the NSA and the CIA and the Department of Defense. And I know many people who work in the White House. The QAnon thing is absolute nonsense. Now, you can believe it. All I say to you is, do your research. I've done mine. I've researched it extensively with an open mind. I've found that all of this secret information that Q gives you guys is really open source information that came out on government websites a couple of hours before it came out in the mainstream media. But again, do your own research, do your own homework on that. Find out for yourself. Find out for yourself. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Now, going back to this problem with with government, it's all about money. It's all about money. Now, I don't think it's because Trump was a billionaire. That's not it. Rico Coin made another donation. Thank you very much. Turning Israeli soldiers and entrepreneurs. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Israel has a booming tech industry. You said the real work is done in Israel. Project help yet. Turning Israeli soldiers and entrepreneurs. Look, Israel uh, has done a tremendous job in its tech sector, its venture capital sector. Warren Buffett, guy who's rarely impressed by companies, invests billions in Israeli companies. They've done a tremendous, tremendous job over there. Binoculus makes a great point. You can find patterns in any random data and attach meaning to it. You can. You can. There's a, there's a really, really bizarre piece in New York Magazine. It came out last night uh, by Jonathan Chait. He writes about it, a million and a half words proving Trump-Russia collusion and, and created this graphic that looks like it was produced in a mental asylum. And he did exactly that. 
he reached as far as he could to make these really, really dubious connections to prove Trump-Russia collusion. By that logic, I mean, I live in South Florida. I've gone to eat in Sunny Isles, a Russian area, across from a Trump hotel. By that logic, I'm the go-between between people inside a Trump facility and Russians because my waitress spoke Russian and was from Russia, and I had been for a drink in that Trump hotel and at a restaurant across the street. You can certainly make those connections. And uh, Trinoculus says, uh, follow the money, then follow the money of the influence. Well, exactly. Exactly. South Jersey Bear is talking about Trump going into a meeting that if Trump, uh, what'd you say here? And it was a great point. Trump states a wrong date or time on a question and bingo, perjury charge. Exactly. Exactly. Trump says, yeah, I met with him on Wednesday, uh, you know, January, whatever it was, 2017. It was a Wednesday. Oh, no, it was a Thursday, January, whatever. On a Thursday, you lied to federal investigators. And that's exactly what they're going to do. That's exactly what they're going to do. So Giuliani's right. Giuliani's right. But look, it doesn't only, uh, it doesn't begin and end with Trump, right? We're seeing, we're seeing conservatives attacked. Mitch McConnell. Now, look, I'm no fan of Mitch McConnell. All right. But the guy should be able to go eat lunch. The guy should be able to go eat lunch in Louisville, Kentucky, his hometown. And he tried. But now groups of protesters, we saw this happen to Scott Pruitt last week before he resigned. Now groups of protesters ready with cameras are harassing conservatives. This never happened to Obama administration officials or to Democratic members of Congress. It doesn't happen. The right is not unhinged. Steve Bannon was harassed in a bookshop in Richmond, Virginia. The police had to be called on the people, the woman who started harassing Bannon in the bookstore. The owner had to call the police. The owner of the bookstore says Steve Bannon was simply standing, looking at books, minding his own business. I asked the woman confronting Bannon to leave, and she wouldn't. The owner then said, I'm going to call the police if you don't. She, he went to call the police. She left. He says, that's the end of the story. So a guy who worked in the Trump administration, who had a falling out with Trump, can't even go to a bookstore. That's how unhinged and dangerous the left is. There's something really, really wrong. Really, really wrong. And more and more people are, are realizing that QAnon is just this nonsensical scam. You know, and the reason I get, I, I spend time on this, is there are a lot of people like me out there who work really hard to research these topics. And we want to bring you great information. And we research and we talk to sources and we dig in and we tap our own experience. I've got 20 plus years working in law enforcement alongside as a consultant with federal agencies and reporting on it. We tap all of this experience. We talk to people still inside, deep, deep inside federal law enforcement, the DOJ. We try to bring you the truth and then these random accounts make stuff up because it sounds cool and thousands upon thousands of people because we're telling them things they might not want to hear when a QAnon says, Jeff Sessions is a white knight and he, Mueller, and Trump meet in the White House at three o'clock in the morning. Well, it's what they want to hear. And so they, they'd rather go to what they want to hear that's not the truth than hear the truth, which is sad because when you get the truth, you can work to fix the problem. You can work to fix the problem. But if you only want to hear conspiracy theories and craziness, well, the problem is really not going to get solved, right? Because if you're out there telling everybody, no, Jeff Sessions is a silent assassin and he's working for Trump behind the scenes, but he's not. He's not. So what you're actually doing when you're on Twitter telling people, Q said Jeff Sessions is playing 278D chess, you're helping Mueller. You're helping the deep state. You're helping the people that you want to work against. And that's really, really sad because our country is in a crisis. There is a massive crisis of confidence with our federal law enforcement agencies and towards our federal law enforcement agencies. That's really dangerous for the United States, really, really bad for this country. It's tragic. And when these conspiracy theory lunatics give you really bad information, it makes it worse. They're th trying to throw you off the scent. Remember, when you get attacked, if you watch those of us who say Jeff Sessions is very weak and that he needs to go, and the reason Jeff Sessions isn't going 
isn't because of some grand conspiracy or information on Trump. Jeff Sessions was in the Senate for a very long time. You still have a lot of never Trumpers in the Senate. A new attorney general has to be confirmed by the Senate. And Mitch McConnell has most likely made it very clear to Donald Trump that they will not get confirmed to leave Jeff Sessions alone. So Trump should, should uh, appoint a second special counsel. I don't like special counsels, but that's what he should do. That's what he should do. Willie, I don't know. I think he's getting very bad advice from White House counsel Don McGahn. I think Don McGahn is a, is a tepid guy. He's overly cautious, overly cautious. And Donald Trump needs to, maybe, when McGahn exits, he will soon. He's been there a year and a half. He wants to go out and make real money again. He's making that SES level, about 180 grand a year. He can go out now and make millions. He's probably going to do that. Trump needs a bulldog, somebody loyal to him as White House counsel. He needs a bulldog, somebody loyal as AG. But again, they're not going to get confirmed, all right? But going out there and saying Jeff Sessions is the greatest thing and he was, and, he, and he's this silent assassin behind the scenes, I'm sorry, it's just silly. Just silly. He pops up on immigration, MS-13, and uh, legal weed and asset seizure. Then he disappears. He does nothing, nothing with regards to uh, the control he's lost of the Department of Justice. And it's honestly quite uh, tragic. It's really tragic. It's sad, actually. But uh, let's see. Jacob says you were on the U.S. on vacation. You knew something was not as it should be. Oh, it's still an amazing country. It's great. Rico Coin says uh, you lived in Wellington. Do you mean Wellington? You mean Wellington, Florida or Wellington, Australia or another country? Let's see. Pete Benheen, Huber will bring down the hammer. Hammer. A second special counsel will just drag this out until it goes away. All right, let's talk about Huber and what he is. Huber is a special prosecutor. All he is, <clears throat> he's the U.S. attorney from Utah that was given an extended geographical mandate. That's it. Not bringing anything down. You know why? He reports to Rosenstein. Yeah. He report. <clears throat> he still works for Rod Rosenstein as the DOJ's number two. Huber isn't doing anything, anything. Huber's not doing anything. Huber was brought in to work alongside DOJ should criminal charges be referred by the inspector general pursuant to their report. Huber might charge Andrew McCabe. Huber is not some behind the scenes aggressive bulldog. No, he reports to Rosenstein. That's the story they're not telling you. Jeff Sessions appointed him but because Rosenstein is the number two and really the operational guy in DOJ, really runs DOJ, he's the attorney general. Jeff Sessions has checked out. Huber's not going to do anything. He would have done it already. He would have done it already. But Hillary Clinton is in charge. Huma Abedin is in charge. Cheryl Mills is in charge. The guy who handled Hillary's server is in charge. They all lied under oath. None of them are charged. General Flynn and Papadopoulos already plead. They already pleaded out. No, Huber's not doing anything. Nobody's going to pay the price because Jeff Sessions is paralyzed and Rod Rosenstein is complicit. This is what people need to start realizing. There is no grand secret conspiracy happening in DOJ. <clears throat> Are you seeing anybody prosecuted for harassing the officials? No. Are you seeing people like Maxine Waters censured by Republican congressional leadership or calling for violence. No, and you won't because they love it. Paul Ryan is at heart a Democrat. Mitch McConnell believes in big government. John McCain admitted he was a globalist. They have no interest in reprimanding these people. None, none, none at all. That's the problem. That's really the problem. And the sooner we as conservatives realize it, as soon as we realize it, we'll be better off and we'll start pointing out the bad actors. White Knight Prod says welfare has already shredded the minority communities to create dependence. It really has. When, when the, the Democrats need people on welfare, right? <clears throat> I talked about this last week. If you're on welfare, then they give you food, clothing, and shelter. And they take your guns, they give you protection. And then you are dependent on the state forever and the United States falls off a cliff and can never, never recover. 
Thank God Trump's in the White House. Thank God we're getting a Supreme Court pick tonight at 9 p.m. I personally think it's going to be either Kavanaugh or Barrett. But I think, however, Trump has a history of kind of throwing you a curveball. He'll throw you a curveball and it could be somebody else. It could very, very easily be somebody else. So I wouldn't get too, well, I'm I'm not going to get too cozy and thinking it's going to be Kavanaugh or Barrett. I heard a very interesting analysis on each of them. One is that Barrett believes in government. He's conservative. The other is that Kavanaugh is much more libertarian and is an absolutist on the Second Amendment. So I like things about them both. Barrett is a big religious liberty and freedom person. Kavanaugh, more libertarian, constructionist, originalist with regards to the Constitution. Jacob Soska says, Europe is becoming an Orwellian society. Excuse me. Police were shaking down right-wing people's homes and control most information. That could happen here. We can't let it. It could certainly happen here. And Paul Latour says, lots of those Democrats sound nuts in comparison to regular folks. Well, yeah, here's why, right? The Democratic Party has gone so far left It falls off Nancy Pelosi's house in San Francisco every morning when it wakes up. Guys like Tom Perez and Keith Ellison, who run the DNC, have very little in common with working class Democrats. They have with the working class Democrats. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think that November is going to be a bloodbath for the Democrats. I think the midterms are going to be disastrous. John Zeeland is asking me, do I think that Theresa May's days are numbered with the Brexit and Brexit fraud. I don't know. I was reading a lot about this this morning, but I am watching this. I don't know if she's going to survive this. My gut says maybe, but let's let information trickle out over the next couple of days. Let's see what else we've got here. Um, Let's see. All the NGOs are used to orchestrate the agenda. Non-governmentals, to an extent, to an extent. You've got some very good ones as well. Here in the U.S., You have non-governmentals like the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. They do amazing, amazing work. The recovery rate of abducted kids, true story, went from 4% in the 1980s when they used to put missing kids on milk cartons to 96% as of 10 years ago. It's probably higher now. When I worked with NICMAC, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children in 2008, the recovery rate was 96% due to technology, law enforcement cooperation. So there are NGOs out there that do a tremendous, tremendous job. Hopefully that rate is closer to 98% now. Uh, that was their goal. That, well, their goal was 100%, but there is no 100% solution in law enforcement. Let's see. <clears throat> U.S. soldier killed an insider attack in Afghanistan. Patrick Mack says, yeah, it was a young corporal uh, based out of Fort uh, Benning, Georgia, I believe. I think it was Fort Benning or Fort Bragg, North Carolina. He was with the security forces. Young guy. It was tragic. Young guy. Let's see. Did I see that Sadiq Khan approved for the Trump? Uh, yeah, I saw that balloon Sadiq Khan approved when Trump arrives in the UK. It's a big orange snarling baby. Sadiq Khan is a snarling baby. He's a terror sympathetic mayor. He's London's version of Bill de Blasio in New York with a sprinkling of radical Islamic terror sympathy. Terrible, terrible guy. But look. Londoners elected him. You get the government you deserve. You get the government you pick. Londoners seem to be okay with a mayor who sympathizes with radical Islamic terror. I don't know why they would be. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. Government tried to give you a disability check for your eyes, but your mom said, no, you're capable of doing things without government help. Jeremiah Mail. Jeremiah, that's exactly the spirit. I used to watch people when I was a cop on disability who were in better shape than I was. What happened? Well, I worked for the New York City Public Schools and I carried a box of books and I hurt my back. I'm like, oh, really? I fell down a fire escape yesterday wrestling with a bad guy. I'm all bruised up. I think I broke my hand. I'm at work. I mean, you know, it, it all goes to state of mind. Katie, let me see if I can pronounce Katie's, Katja's uh, uh, name properly. Uh, let's see. Wisterek, did I get it right? Katja Wisterek Konings. Exactly. Welfare was created to help during the Depression. It should have been canceled in the 50s. Now we have people coming over from other countries to live on welfare. Yes. Yes. I'm all for helping hand if people need to step up. But it should not be a paycheck forever. It should have an expiration date. There needs to be a work requirement. Needs to be. Anybody against that is a Democrat 
who wants to keep people on the public dole so they can control them. Merkmad says Londoners didn't elect Khan. The Islamists in his electorate voted him in 250,000 of them. Well, Londoners need to rebel. They need to rebel. <clears throat> they need to rebel. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of making excuses for this. London is a big city. If Londoners don't want to be Khan, vote him out. Vote him out. The next Pakistan is Londonistan. You know, it's sad to see what happened in London. But then again, I speak to many, many people from the UK and they all tell me. Like the US isn't, like New York City isn't representative of the US. London isn't representative of the UK. And I've come to realize that. We can't stereotype nations because of the liberal big cities. We really can't. Uh, Trinocula says, welfare is a charity without a face or a heart with an agenda. I agree. I agree. Totally, totally agree. Welfare is one of the worst things that ever happened to America. And it is definitely the worst thing that ever happened to the black communities in America. Cities like Detroit, Baltimore have been decimated because of the entitlement culture. Nobody's motivated to do anything. They're not motivated to work, to produce at all. It's terrible. Okay. My great-grandfather, Merkmad, says, owned property in London. That gave him the right to vote. I think they should return to that system. Well, I'm not a fan of people just owning property and, and being able to vote. I want everybody to have representation. I know there are plenty of military families out there, young military families here in the U.S. People say, well, if you don't own property, you shouldn't be able to vote. A private in the military makes about $1,000 a month, $1,200 a month. They can't afford to buy property. Should they should go put themselves in harm's way and not be able to vote. No, I don't like that. Citizens should be able to vote. And it should be my choice to own property. I shouldn't lose my vote if I choose to invest my money in, in gold and not in property. I shouldn't have to own. The government shouldn't tell me what I have to own in order to provide me my constitutional right to vote. I've never liked that argument of property ownership for vote. Why should I have to buy something I don't want to buy? It's like Obamacare. Government should never tell me I have to buy something, whether it be land or insurance, for me, to, for me to enjoy my constitutional rights, my God-given constitutional rights. Okay, MD asks, anything new on the Scott Israel front at the state level or still in waiting mode? The Scott Israel being the sheriff of Broward County, Florida, of course, who botched the Parkland shooting response. What I'm being told at a Tallahassee, <clears throat> the Florida state capitol, is that there's a very, very, very good chance, high probability, we're going to get some news this week as early as today or tomorrow. And as soon as we do, I'm going to be talking all about it. Whenever that happens, on the next show. On the next show. PK says, I don't say all Muslims are terrorists, but most, most of them, which caught in terrorist activities, are Muslim. Yes. Yes. Islam is far and away the predominant terror catalyst in the world. Anybody tries to tell you it isn't, they're lying to you. But is it, in the USA, is it true that people who are simply in the country are allowed to vote? No, that's voter fraud. You have to be a citizen in the United States to vote. You've got to be a citizen. Now, the Democrats would love to open the vote to illegals, but legally, you need to be a citizen here in the United States to vote. Um, Trump's Easter statement about the White House being in tip-top, we like to say tippy-top shape, was a direct answer to an anon... No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I've seen this silliness before. It was... <laughs> It w there were 900 mainstream media articles on turmoil inside the White House. It was not due to QAnon posting a question on 4chan or Reddit. Not. <clears throat> John Zeal and Eric Bowling tweeted just now that Trump is draining swamps, both domestic and foreign. Keep draining, Commander. Eric's right. Eric Bowling's a very good guy. Went through a family tragedy losing his son. He's doing an exceptional job considering. And, and a, a, a good guy as well. Um, but he's right. Trump is draining the hell out of these swamps. You live in Paris, Rico, but you can vote in the EU. Well, that's a completely different system. Completely different system. Jacob asks, how many Muslim terrorists are in the U.S.? I have no idea. I have no idea. Hopefully none, but we know there are some cells operating here. Um, let's see. Toronto, I like this. Patrick Max, Toronto on record for highest number of murders, guns, all sent in from U.S. Give me a break. Give me a break. Nobody's taking our guns. Murderers kill people. Guns don't. And murder happened long before guns were invented. Tying guns to murder is silly. Silly. 
Uh, let me see. Let's see. John from Leftfield, have you been following this Project Cassandra now operates in reciprocity story about the Obama interference in the drug war versus Hezbollah Taliban? Yes, I in fact know some of the DEA agents who were involved. They are livid. They are livid. And I'm going to be going into it because we only have like three minutes left here. I'm going to be going into Operation Cassandra. If you don't know what it is, the DEA had an operation to take down Hezbollah. Hezbollah is a multi-billion dollar drug cartel as well as a terror group. Uh, Obama's DOJ refused to prosecute. <clears throat> the facility, uh, they ran this out of secret facility in Chantilly, Virginia. I know some of the agents involved, top-notch street agents. New York field office, Miami, the best of the best. They made an amazing case. Obama's DOJ would not go after the bad guys. It was a great question and something we're going to be talking about on future shows. Uh, blood moons. Somebody's talking about blood moons. You need to use guns to get rid of guns, so you promote guns if you're against guns. I don't know what that means, but... I like my guns. Nobody's coming near them. Nobody, nobody's coming near them. Kaz, 1422 says, I have no problem with Arabs, Pakistanis, etc. Islam is a doctrine that can be read and the exhortations are clearly written. Islam is a state theocratic ideology, <clears throat> possible existential threat. Arab is an ethnicity. Arab Christians are some of our best friends. Uh, Arab Jews, some of our best friends in the war on terror. They are being persecuted. Our best friends in the war on terror, even Arab Muslims over in countries like Jordan. It, it's, it's the Sunni, the Wahhabists, the Salafists, Muslims, the radicals that we're worried about, that we've got to stay focused on. And well, Merkmad says you have Islamic terrorists in Australia. Everybody, they're all over the world. They are all over the world. And Varying Redbeard says hardcore Islamists, or Islamists, Muslims. Islamist was a word made up during the Obama administration to sanitize things. Muslims are the issue. We have them in the UK. Jeremiah, luckily nobody in the US is going to take our guns. We're getting a more conservative Supreme Court, not less. We're going to be fine. Handguns seized in Toronto from gangs actually purchased in Florida. From gangs. From gangs, meaning bad guys smuggled them. You don't, you don't infringe on the rights of 335 million Americans because bad guys are acting like bad guys. Bad guys aren't going to always act like bad guys. Criminals are going to always be criminals. They're always going to be. They always were. Guys, it was an awesome day. Sorry about those tech issues. Early on in the show, I'm going to be back with you 7.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. You be here with me. We're going to be talking about, maybe I will do the Operation Cassandra story tomorrow. And not, unless uh, we're going to have to do the Supreme Court pick. Because they're going to break tonight. If anything interesting breaks with Mueller or Scott Israel, I'll do that. But we'll definitely get to Operation Cassandra this week. We definitely will. As always, thank you guys so, so much for watching. I will see you tomorrow morning right here, 7.30 a.m. on Declassified Live.